Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Now I've been given the luxury of developing my business at my own pace. It's not what I rely on to pay my mortgage. So I've been able to do it at my own pace, on my own time. I've been able to learn the things as I want to without the pressure of like, how am I going to pay my bills this month? I've been able to accumulate that education over time to where if something happened, I have this to fall back on now. I have my PMP sitting on my wall, but I also have this. So if if something happened to where I needed to use that, I absolutely could. I've got the toolkit now. So if you want it and if it's something you want to do, even if it's not something you want to make your full-time gig, I would say absolutely do it. Get out there and do it. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Lindsay Snavely, and I'm so excited for you to hear this one. So Lindsay built her photography business while working full-time, and unlike some of our other guests that we've had on the show, Lindsay actually really loves her full-time job, and she also really loves photography, so she figured, like, why not do both? So since she only has limited time to spend on her business, she has created her pricing to be extremely profitable for each photo shoot. Lindsay is such a great example that you truly can build your business to be whatever you want it to be. I love her personality and her attitude, and she's just such an inspiration. Okay, let's start the show. Hi, Lindsay. How's it going? Hey, Nikki. So good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I know we we have to record on a weekend because I know you work full time, so I appreciate you taking your weekend time out to do this with us. Absolutely. I'm honestly, I'm fangirling right now. I would have done it. If there was an eighth day of the week, I would have done it on that day. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So you have a little bit of an, a different story because you still have a full-time job, right? I do. Yep. Okay. Tell us about that. Tell us what you do and just give us a background about your job and then we'll kind of go from there. So I've actually been a project manager for about 10 years. I just moved into the proposal management space. I've done photography on the side for, I want to say, four years now, maybe five even. It's just my creative outlet. I love to do it. I, I Well, I really love to do both. I like the organization and the structure and the you know repetitive processes of project management. And I love my company. I work for a great company love my coworkers. So yeah, that's awesome. So you're not this case of like, I'm so burned no, out. From I'm not my trying to job. get out at all. No, please. <laughs> no, I like my job. This is good. And I'm, and I'm glad I wanted to interview you because not everyone wants to be a full-time photographer. And, and also sometimes people wonder, like maybe people do want to become a full-time photographer, but they have to work their full-time job in the meantime. And they wonder how am I supposed yeah. to run 
a business while I have this full-time job. And you're doing that. So I wanted to have, have you on so you can show people that you really can, you can do both and you can make it what you want. I know I, I worked full-time yeah. while I built my business too, although I didn't have kids at the time. So I, it was mm-hmm. a little bit different, I guess. So you said you've been just shooting for about four years. Can you take us back to what made you start doing photography in the first place while you're working full-time? So just kind of dumb luck. (laughs) I was frustrated with the quality of the images that I was taking of my own family. You know, we'd go on vacation or I would take pictures to put on Facebook and I was just unimpressed with myself. (laughs) Um, So I started, (laughs) so I bought my first DSLR, which was the Nikon D3200. Nothing big and fancy. I think the whole package with the lenses and everything. I mean, I started my business on on an entry-level camera with kit lenses and taught myself how to use it with YouTube and Pinterest. And then I found Creative Live, which is how I found Sue. But I took some photos of my son on vacation. And one of my good friends was looking at my photos on Facebook at work. And her boss just happened to walk behind her and said, her, she needs to do our headshots. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then within a week, I had, you know, I was an LLC and was teaching myself everything I needed to know about indoor lighting so that I could fake it until I made it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's kind of a cool story. It's like interesting how just like photos of your son on the beach on vacation can translate to, okay, I'm going to start a business. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, the door opened and I am not one to look a gift horse in the mouth. So I just kind of was like, you know what? why not? Let's try it. I'll try anything twice. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool because I feel like a lot of people would say like, oh, I've never done headshots. Like I can't do that. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do it. I can do this. Now, did you charge the boss, your friend's boss? I did. (laughs) Yeah, I did. And that's why I formed my business so that I could charge. And now it was, you know, it wasn't anything. It was an entry level. I think I charged them like $200 for the shoot. And it was a full like group of seven people, headshots, marketing materials. It was just to recuperate some of the money that I had spent on the very, very cheap lighting that I purchased. Right, to do the right. Shoot. Okay, so you did that shoot. And then at that point, where you, did you decide you were going to start marketing or, you know, what happened? I've never really marketed. I did that shoot. I'm sure I posted some stuff online. I talked to friends about it. And as soon as I started talking about it, friends started asking me to do their family portraits. The more I did it, the more I loved it, and the more I wanted to learn. And I just kind of became a sponge. And I've always been a creative person. So I really enjoyed having that creative outlet. And my life is crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. But, you know, if you don't love it, don't do it. I'll tell you that. Like, there are a lot of late nights. You've got a deadline. If you told a client they're getting their photos on a certain day and you've got to make that happen, don't do it if you don't love it. Yeah, for sure. So that brings me to like a really important question that I think people get overwhelmed of is when am I supposed to do this? And you said there's a lot of late (laughs) nights, but can you tell me a little bit about when you do have a full-time job, when do you find this time to actually, to have a photography business? So I shoot... Yeah. So I shoot on weekends. I don't, like I said, I don't do marketing. I rarely update my website. Like the things that matter to me are creating amazing images for my clients. So that's my focus. I shoot on the weekends. I edit on the weekends or after work hours. My son plays a lot of sports. So there's a lot of sitting at practices where I'm editing with my laptop. 
I'm there, but I'm not there. (laughs) I have gotten to the point where I have enough experience to understand how much time it's going to take me roughly to edit a shoot. So I know that if I shoot on Saturday, I've got Sunday to call and start editing, and it'll take me about a week and a half, two weeks. So just setting that expectation with my clients that like they're not going to get their pictures the next day. I know that's one of like, Sue does very minimal editing. I do a little bit more. But uh, yeah, just setting that expectation with my clients that it's not going to be the next day. They'll come in for their reveal two weeks from when they come in for their shoot. Which that's actually my timeline too, is two weeks. Well, you're taking clients full time. I'm taking one at a time. You're taking. Oh, okay. Yep. That's a really good point. Because I'm thinking, man, she must be really quick at editing and doing turnaround time. But if you're (laughs) only doing, like how many shoots do you do per month? Well, like we've talked about, that really depends on how much time I have to put into it. Mm -hmm. I don't generally book more than two clients a month. Like that's my limit. That's when I'll say, okay, I need to start booking into the next month or the month after that. Are you still doing the $200? Per session, no. or God, no, yeah. No, so, no, no. so take me through that timeline of when you decided you needed to raise your pricing. So, when I first started, I knew that I wasn't not going to be compensated for my time, but I also knew that I wasn't creating images that were worth more than that. I felt like I was in what Sue calls the portfolio build, building stage. But I wasn't in a place where I could give my time away for free. And people were coming to me. So I kind of figure, like, if it's good enough that you are seeking me out, then it's good enough to be paid for on some level. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're seeking me out because you've seen an image that I've taken and you want those for yourself, then you can pay for it. Now, again, it was like 200. I think my my intro fee was like $250 for shoot. And I, I did call the images and did some editing and then gave all the digitals. So like basically giving it away for free at that point. But it helped to recoup some of the cost of the equipment that I was buying. Eventually, I started expanding my lenses. Now I did start, I mean, I was charging when I was shooting with a D3200 and kit lenses. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to discourage people that are just getting into it by saying, oh, you know, this Pro Photo B, you know, whatever, um, camera or, you know, light or whatever, and have them think like, oh, in order for my images to look like that, I have to be shooting with high level stuff. And you don't. Understand lighting, understand composition, posing. Those are the important things. What you're shooting with, okay. Like if you're making $2,000 on a photo shoot, go get yourself a professional camera. Sure. But until then, don't, oh man, don't stress about stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Sue built her business on a Kit, right, kit lenses right. too. I mean, it's in a garage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's nice to have the upgraded equipment, but it's not necessary in order to grow your business. And as I continued to go down this path, and as I learned more, as I started investing in my education, I joined the Sue Bryce education group, was purchasing classes online, investing my time and my money into my craft. And as I started to feel that I was mastering it more, that's when I said, okay, I'm raising my prices because I saw the value in it. Other people saw the value in it and it was just a logical thing to do. And at the same time, I was going through Sue's 28, I think it was the 28 day course. And by going through it, I mean like as I go through things, which is, you know, whenever I have an hour or, right. you know, whatever, right. I'll, I'll pick it up and speed read or, you know, I'll watch a video as I'm waiting in a doctor's office or at football practice, whatever. But yeah, her price, the tears and the in-person sales, it just all clicked for me and it made sense. And it 
worked. You know, even my husband who supports me, bless his heart, because <laughs> as you can imagine, working full time and running a business, my free time is few and far between, but he's always been so supportive. And even he was like, I don't think you're going to be able to charge that much in Fredericksburg, Virginia. You know, we're not in D.C. This isn't like the big city. But yeah, I got to prove him wrong, which I got to say never gets old. <laughs> so <laughs> what is your average, actually, not while we're talking about money? On average, I sell my middle package. So it's about $1,500. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And what are you shooting most of at this point? Oh, gosh. So I kind of just took a year off and did all styled shoots just for me. Lots of professional models and dresses that we got from designers. And it's been really nice to be creative. And I understand that most people don't have the luxury of doing that. But that's one of the things I love about only doing it part time is I really do get to make like I pick my clients. If I feel like someone is just not a fit for me, then I don't have to take them as a client. You know, I don't have to torture myself with that. Um, and I get to be appreciated for that creative aspect of who I am. So if I want to take a year off and just do styled shoots and just be creative, then that's what I can do. <laughs> and, and I feel like you have that luxury. When you, when you have a full-time job and you're not so much relying on your photography business as income, it's kind of cool. You get to design your business to be whatever you want. And I mean, anyone can really do that. But there is, you know, when you're doing it full time, there is that pressure of this is my income and I've got to make X, Y, Z. Well, and I think that's what has enabled me to be so successful with with Sue's model because I really have never looked at it from the point of I need this to pay my bills. This is my mortgage. This is my this is my creative outlet. I just expect to be paid what it's worth for the time that I'm investing in it. So there's no I don't have the stink as she calls it. <laughs> that stink of like I need this money. I need it's always I always come from a place of service and from a place of creation. So it's how do you want to be photographed? Yeah. How can we make that happen? Super glad you brought this up. Because I think what happens, I know personally for me this happens, and I've heard this from other people, is when you get to a place of the scarcity mentality where I need this money right now, the desperation happens, and it's like we repel people. Even though we don't mean to, it happens. Your energy just pushes them away. Totally. Yep. <laughs> and when I am in like a flow, and I've got lots of clients booked, and I'm feeling good, and I'm like, the bank account looks great. I swear the clients just keep coming. Yes. And it's such this, this mentality. So when we get to that place of like, I don't have as many clients as I want, it's like, all right, I've been here before. I know what to do. I just need to ramp up my marketing or I need to do, you know, hand out some more gift vouchers or maybe partner with another business. Like, okay, I know what to do. And that's the great thing about the education that Sue offers is she gives you so many ideas of how to do this. It's just figuring out what works. For you. Another thing that you said that really hits home, I think a lot of people will feel the same way, is when you said what you were charging before for the 200 bucks or for even when it was more, but you were just giving the whole disc of CD or CD of images or whatever, mm -hmm. it wasn't making up for the time that you were spending away from your family. And that is just yeah. such an important piece. If you are going to, especially <laughs> if you're doing this on evenings and weekends, if you're going to spend this mm -hmm. time away from your family, you've got to make it worth your while. So with your, you know, sales average of 1500, which actually with your $250 session fee, really your average is 1750, 
you only mm-hmm. need to do two shoots per month to feel like it is, you know, worth your time. Whereas if you were only charging four or five hundred bucks in order to make that same amount of money, you would have to do five, six, seven shoots to make up for what you're making by only doing two shoots. So it's like working smarter and not harder and not like burning yourself out. Not even just that. It's just getting like, if you think about the amount of time, money, and energy that goes into providing the service that I provide, we're talking weeks of my time. And not just that it's being pulled away from family because, I mean, it is and it isn't. I I find ways to, like, if my husband and I are sitting on the couch and watching TV, I can have my laptop on my lap and be editing or I can be responding to emails or, you know, whatever. But it's just getting paid what you're worth. <laughs> like, it really, like, you couldn't possibly, I could not possibly provide the service that I provide. You know, to have someone come to my studio, have their hair and makeup done, the wardrobe that I provide the time spent shooting is probably, I want to say two to three hours. There's like three wardrobe changes, three set changes. We're talking backdrops, cameras, lighting, and then also, you know, the folio box, just the cost of printing folio boxes, mats. Like you can't provide that service for for $300. You just can't. Right. It's It's not even doable. It's not feasible. So A, get paid, you know, I'm taking my time away from my family. Absolutely, I want to be compensated for it. But I'm not expecting people to subsidize that because they're like, because this is my second job. It's just what it's worth in my mind. And when I'm getting paid my value, I'm happy. And I'm sure your clients see that. I mean, they obviously, with the level of service you're providing, they're probably understanding why it is the amount that it is. Can you paint us a picture of what an experience is? Like if I book a photo shoot with Lindsay Snavely and I come in, what is your studio like? My studio is my garage. Um, I shoot out of my garage, which functions as a garage. It's not like a garage converted into a studio with nice couches and a door. Like my my garage door opens and I to pull my car out and then I shoot <laughs> in my yeah. garage. Hey, um, whatever works. I have had people get ready, like have hair and makeup done at my kitchen table. You know, when you come for a photo shoot, like really, if it's a portrait session, you're coming into my home. My dogs are probably going to be around. (laughs) You can go say hi to the horses. Um, Actually, most clients really love that. It just depends. It depends on where, if, if we're doing a family shoot in the studio, we're doing it outside. If we're, you know, if I'm going somewhere to meet them. But if it's a portrait session, you first come over for a consultation or we meet for coffee for a consultation. We talk about style, you know, the finished product, what you're hoping for. Like, what do you want to do with these images? Do you want big pictures to hang on your wall? Do you want framed images to give to family for the holidays? Do you want a gorgeous photo album? You know, if I have a client who's doing something a little more on the boudoir side or nudes, you know, maybe an album is more appropriate than prints for the wall. (laughs) But First, I want to get an understanding of like what are you doing with these images because they're not it, they're not going to sit on a thumb drive. What do you want to do with them? And then once I have that understanding, and once I kind of get them to open up about how they want to be photographed, what interests them as far as my style, wardrobe, that kind of stuff. We talk about the packages. Uh, we talk about you know everything. It's like a get to know you. You know, make a new friend. And then we schedule the photo shoot. They come in the morning, hair and makeup, and then we start shooting. And that goes for, yeah, roughly two to three hours, just depending. 
then they leave. We give hugs. You know, not right now, obviously, but <laughs> right. right. <laughs> they leave. Uh, two weeks later, they come back and they have their reveal session. All the images are printed on the wall, just like the traditional Sue session. And I, it's really moving to see the reaction that people have to being able to like pick up those images up off the wall and hold them and see them for the first time. One of the things that I found pretty much immediately was that I needed to kind of find a method to help people not get overwhelmed because it could be kind of overwhelming for people to be like, oh my gosh, look at all of them. I don't know which ones I want. One of the things I learned early on was helping them select the images was important. They take the images that they've they've purchased, um, they pay for them, obviously, and then they (laughs) get to take their folio box with their images and go home. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Now, you had mentioned before that your pricing, so your middle package is $1,500. Can you share a little bit about the pricing and how, like if someone says, okay, Lindsay, I want to book with you, how much do you charge? How do you present your pricing and what do you say to people? So the session itself is $350. That includes your pre-consultation, the photo session, and your image reveal. Images are purchased separately. Images on the wall start at $150, and the packages start at $750 and go up from there. And then do those include digitals? I'm pretending I'm your client. I'm like, do I get the digitals yes, for that? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, you do get digitals for that. <laughs> and how many people can I bring with me? Oh, all the people you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's what I was the just going to ask. The is, yeah, do you charge extra for hair, hair and makeup for additional people? So I've actually stopped including hair and makeup in the in the price of the session fee. I used to. I did at the beginning. But I f- found that the cost of adding additional people and the cost of, I mean, it was, I want to say like two, it was taking a majority of my session fee mm-hmm. to just pay the hair and makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, and this was more something I dealt with early on, but if I had a no sale or a lower sale, I kind of felt cheated almost. Like I hadn't been compensated for my time at all. So I don't I don't actually include hair and makeup in the sessions anymore. No, that's okay. So so do, is it an extra charge then? Yeah, that's just an option that they have to add. Like they can choose to have a hair and makeup artist on set with them. Um, and I do provide a list of, you know, my preferred vendors. So Wow. Now do they hire the, that hair and makeup artist themselves or is that something that you do? Yes. Oh, they do. And then they bring... Okay, this is really this is really interesting because that hair and makeup is a big block for a lot of people where yeah. they are worried that they can't find someone to be with them regularly or Yeah, so they're hair and makeup artists that I've worked with before. There's two or three of them and I will usually reach out and say, "Hey, I'm scheduling a shoot with so and so. They want to include hair and makeup. Are you available on this day?" And then I will tell them who's available and they can reach out and schedule that. Yeah, that is interesting because I think, you know, most people that I know will take care of that for them and that's just like all part of it. And and again, mm-hmm. a lot of people have struggled with that for some reason. So I wonder if this might be it, – it's just another way of doing it. Yeah, it is. I haven't found it to be an issue since I started doing it that way. It was just one of those things where I had – I had a session where I had paid the hair and makeup artist and then the family had ended up going through a hardship and they weren't able to purchase any images. And I was like, man, I just lost all that time, all that money. (laughs) It's all gone. And then also when I would have photo shoots offsite, 
it was something where like if the client was in Fairfax or like, you know, an hour and a half away from me and then their hair and makeup artist would have taken them more time to go like you're not going to have your makeup done on session like or on um, on site. Right. Like if you're shooting family photos in a field, your makeup artist isn't going to come to the field. They're going to go to your your client's house. Yeah. So I, I just found it easier in those instances to just say, just include it as something that's recommended. Get your hair and makeup done. I have a little two-pager that I give to all of my clients during their pre-consultation, like a timeline. Here's what you should be doing to prepare for your shoot. Here are some things that you can add to your shoot to make it more special. Hiring a hair and makeup artist is now one of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. And especially because, you know, if you are doing the outdoor sessions and, and you're doing it out of your home, that's one less time mm-hmm. that you have to, like, pull the car out and get it ready and, you know, like, set everything up or whatever, even yeah. though if it's just only for hair and makeup. So that makes sense. Having a studio, I always try, even though people say they want all outdoor photos, I always try and convince them. Because <laughs> it's not hard for me, in, you know, in my studio, everything's already there. It's set up. I just right. have to open the door. It's not like a huge deal. Whereas yeah. when they come to my studio for hair and makeup, that's how I can like get them to just do a couple indoor photos. Like, oh, while we're here, because then it, it's an easy upsell. Because then they end up really liking the indoor photo and then you end up selling more photos. It's mm-hmm. just kind of a, you know, a good upsell. But if you don't have a studio that's just like walk-in, easy breezy, I can see how that would it just make sense. And it's a toss-up. I mean, I, I I kind of do a little of both kinds. So, I mean, I don't know. It just became one of those, like, I just wanted to make sure that whatever I was being compensated, like, if I'm spending $250 on a hair and makeup artist, I don't want to see my whole session fee go bye-bye. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother them. Yeah. You said that was more at the beginning that you had like a low sale or a no sale. Is that normal now? No. And you know what's funny is like, I feel like Sue has said this somewhere, but if you look back on your no sales, like you can tell you can, if you're, if you're being honest with yourself and you're really like taking a step back and looking at it from an objective point of view, I've had no sales where I've been like, you know what? The connection wasn't great. I was too nervous about my lighting or I was this or that or the other thing. And it just didn't, like, I didn't focus on that. And that's where I went wrong. Or I didn't take the time to go through the pricing list with them. Or I didn't, you know, it was a family. The wife came, the husband didn't come. And then he was shocked at the price of, you know, the packages. I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm not learning as many of them these days. I get to kind of focus on furthering my craft and I don't have to learn so many of those lessons the hard way. I've definitely been there. (laughs) <laughs> which is, again, a great, a great, great reason to not be doing it full time right off the bat because <laughs> right. you, will have to, you have to learn those lessons, you know? Oh, it's true. There's always a lesson there. And even though at the time it's like, oh, like, you know, slug in the gut. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it's easy. It's so easy to get frustrated with it, right? Like, you're like, oh, how could, you know, how could they? I spent all this time. I took all this, like, uh, but really – like your energy was bad or you're like you were focused on the sale and you weren't focused on the service or you didn't take the time to educate them or you didn't take the time to make sure that you were creating something that they really wanted. Yeah, that is key. What you just said about not taking the time to create what they wanted. I think sometimes people forget that it's not about our, it's not about photos for our marketing unless you're doing a specifically- Unless you're doing a marketing shoot. Right, like where you are planning these shoots specifically for your marketing. It's about the client. It is not about right. us. I'm glad that you talked about those things because it, it is, it's important. And that's how we're going to grow and continue to have better service 
is by paying attention to all of these things and what can I do better next time. It's just so important. You had mentioned that you don't really have to do a lot of marketing. And I'm sure people are like, okay, Lindsay, what is the secret? Like, (laughs) how are you getting – and I know you said you're doing two shoots per month, so it's not like you're high volume. But still, you have to find those two clients per month. How are you getting them? So that's my max. My The max that I will take per month is two clients per month. I don't necessarily always shoot two clients per month. And I don't feel the need to. I mean, I just, I take the clients that I want to take when they come to me. And anytime I put energy into my photography, I inevitably end up with clients. And, and I did this recently where like, I haven't shot anything in a while. Let's do a styled shoot and, you know, put some new stuff out there. And that new stuff resulted in three clients. So... Do I market per se? No. I definitely, you know, don't ever discount my packages. I just put my work out there and whenever I put energy into it, it pays me back threefold. Yeah. I love that you said that too because it is so true. Whatever you nurture grows. For, you know, people who are wondering where the clients are, it's like, are you getting yourself out there? Are you hiding behind the computer? What are you actively doing to get clients. And if you are like busting butt and actively out there, networking, marketing, getting your face out there, talking to people and you're still not getting clients, it's like, okay. Well, there's got to be something, right? There's a block somewhere that you're either, there's, there's something there. So it's just being transparent with yourself, I think, and really looking into what you're doing and the way you're communicating with people. And Sue does cover so much of that in her education, the human nature aspect of everything, from sales to actually doing a photo shoot to putting people at ease when you're shooting them to getting out there and talking to people about what you do when you're passionate about it and you're not, again, not coming at it from a place of like dollars, money, pay my mortgage this month. <laughs> I just be passionate about what I'm doing and share that with people. Yeah. And, and not only the energy piece, but it's like, okay, is your portfolio strong? What is it that you're saying to people? Are you communicating properly the experience that you're giving? Are you making it all about them and, or I'm sorry, are you making it all about you and not about them when you're talking to people about what you do? You know, if you're not booking clients and you are like getting out there and like hitting the road and really doing the work, then something else is going on. And and if you're one of those people who's like, okay, you guys, I'm doing all the marketing and I'm still not getting clients, <laughs> then, you know, you can go to the Sue Rice Education Members Facebook group and we'll like help like, okay, what's going on? Tell us what you're doing. Show us your portfolio. Like, and we'll help you work through it because we want people to be successful and succeed. And if you feel like you're doing it all, nothing's happening. Like, like you said, what you put into it, you should be getting something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's something there. And that's amazing that you guys offer that as part of the Sue Bryce education. It's just one of the things that I have found that tends to help with that also is having, uh, what do you call them? Ambassadors. So I will have, I will have ambassadors and I will also have people who have been to my studio and have gone through the experience, gone through the photo shoot and all of the, I mean, it's not just a shoot, right? Right, right. <laughs> but that have have invested in this um, service. And I will say, hey, I will throw in a free print if you write a blog post for me about your experience and about the process from start to finish. And I've had people do that. And I've also said, hey, I'll give you a $25 print credit if you refer people. So you get 
your own code or at the end of the year, the number of people that you have referred to me are the number of people or the number of prints that I'll give you at the end of the year from your session that you had this year. So those are two ways that you can kind of get butts and seats using your portfolio building even. Like even if it's just someone who's come in for a for a shoot, if you're just building your folio, that's a great way to start creating some marketing materials or some buzz around what you're doing and the service that you're providing. I love that. That's such a great idea of just throwing in a bonus for some sort of testimonial. Or And I think sometimes people yeah. think that people will automatically just write you a testimonial when that's not always the case. Like sometimes you just need to ask for it. Yes. Oh God. Yes. If you're not asking for it, come on now. You know, you've got to ask for it. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Who's going to offer you and say, Hey, I'll take an hour out of my day to write you a blog post. No. I know. To incentivize it is great. And, and there's nothing like getting some authentic, genuine comments from people who come up with just, I mean, it's not only is it great for marketing, but it's fun for me to hear what clients have to say about their experience with me. They say things that I had no idea that they were even thinking or feeling. Yep. You can do a Google form for that too as a part of your, like, and that's just if people feel like giving you feedback. And that's kind of a more, mm, like, not necessarily something that you would put on your Facebook page or your, you know, website as a ringing endorsement, but that's a great way to improve. We can't improve if we don't have people giving us feedback, at least from the perspective of the service itself. So, I mean, you can always take a, a lighting class, but having someone come to your studio and do a photo session and at the end of the day saying, hey, I loved this. This was incredible. I think it would be even better if we did this or if, if instead of doing this, you did that. Totally. Well, I love that you've been able to create your business the way that you want. Like you said, you do enjoy your full-time job and then you get to also have this creative outlet and make money while you're doing it. And it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I think it's awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, it's good too for people to see that you can do both. It's just how, you know, what you make of it. How bad do you want it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how bad do you want it? And I mean, it's also kind of nice because I feel like now I've been given the luxury of developing my business at my own pace. It's not what I rely on to pay my mortgage. So I've been able to do it at my own pace, on my own time. I've been able to learn the things as I want to without the pressure of like, how am I going to pay my bills this month? I've been able to accumulate that education over time to where if something happened, I have this to fall back on now. I have my PMP sitting on my wall, but I also have this. So if for whatever reason, I'm not even going to say it, but... <laughs> Right. If if something happened to where I needed to use that, I absolutely could. I've got the toolkit now. So if you want it and if it's something you want to do, even if it's not something you want to make your full-time gig, I would say absolutely do it. Get out there and do it. It can be done. Yeah, it can be. You're right. It, it can always be. can be for sure. Yep. I've enjoyed talking with you and just hearing your story. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited excited for people to hear about just being a part-time business owner. And doing it all. Thank so, you. Yeah, that's great. So there are some questions that I always ask people at the end. And number okay. one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Coffee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what can I not live without? Um, my light modifiers, whether it's a scrim or an umbrella, just bending and modifying light is something I cannot, cannot live without. Yeah, for sure. It's, mm -hmm. yep. You're not the first to say that, and you're right. It's just, it's a very, yeah, very important. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, number two, what do you, or how, sorry, how do you spend your time when you aren't photographing? Oh, my goodness. 
Um, so as you and I have discussed, my life is, uh, uh, it's full. So I have a 12 year old son and my husband, and I spend most of my free time with my family. My son plays um, sports competitively. So we have a lot of late nights at the fields, just a lot of time hanging out, whether it's doing stuff here around, we have a civil war era farmhouse uh, here in Fredericksburg. So whether it's doing stuff here around the farm or working with the horses, we tend to do it together to get our family time in. I love that you have the horses. Ugh, so cool. I don't think my son realizes what I would have done at his age to live on a right. farm with horses. <laughs> right. Totally. But I don't feel like he appreciates it. Like I would have, must be all the stall mucking. It's definitely cool. And it's one of the things that a lot of my clients comment on. They love to go give, uh, go give treats to the horses. Yeah. I <laughs> love we're it. Done. So cool. Um, okay. Number three, what's your favorite inspirational quote? Ooh, know your worth and then add tax. Oh, yeah. There you go. All the way. (laughs) Who said that? Do you know? I don't know, but whoever they are, they are my hero. Right. (laughs) Very cool. I have a lot of favorite quotes, but for especially for this instance, it's relevant here. So know your worth and then add tax. (laughs) Yeah. So what's next for you? Oh, my goodness. More, more of this, Um, more of, you know, whatever life brings to me. I'm I've been really focused on lighting. I just bought the um, Felix Kuhn's lighting course. Oh, so nice. That's I've, a good one. I actually bought it. Oh, I bought it over Christmas. That was my Christmas present to myself. And I cannot wait to delve into it. But that's that's next. More of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where can we find you online if people are looking for you? lindsaysnavely.com or Lindsay Snavely Photography on Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. Well, I hope people will follow you and check you out. Your work is beautiful. Gosh, I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again for doing this interview with me. And um, yeah, I will see you online in the SBE group soon. And we'll keep in touch. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35 and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's suebriceeducation.com.